0: Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to find a written version of this roundup that has links to all the stories we're about to discuss. Let's go to our first piece of the week, filling in gaps on LGBT health. LGBT HealthLink will be publishing an exclusive podcast right here on this channel about the All of Us Research Initiative. Um, We've talked about all of us before on the podcast, and in case you've forgotten, this is an unprecedented federal program aiming to gather health information on 1 million diverse Americans so that they can create a huge uh, database of health information from which researchers can learn more about our health and how to improve our health care. To create this uh, special edition of our podcast, we sat down with Anthony Foe, a postdoctoral fellow with Pride Study and PrideNet at Stanford University, which is all of us's um, LGBTQ community engagement partner. We spoke about why this research initiative is so important for LGBT health in particular. We spoke about the topic of genomics and how that can be used to improve healthcare. And we wanted to make sure that we got to issues that matter to our LGBTQ communities. So who better to do that? Then some representatives from LGBT community centers that are involved in helping bring uh, queer people into this research initiative. So we had them join us too. Um, you can check out this podcast coming very soon right here on this channel. So um, if you're listening, but you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do so so you don't miss this. You can also go to joinallofus.org to learn more about the initiative for yourself. Anyone can sign up to be part of the initiative um, and, and basically help uh, us all learn more about LGBT health and and therefore improve that health. So again, that's joinallofus.org if you want to learn more, or just stay tuned for the next couple weeks, and you will be hearing a lot more about it right here on this channel. And now to our next story, more health centers have SOGI data. The American Journal of Preventive Health published a study finding that between 2016 and 2019, the number of community health centers with sexual orientation and gender identity data, or what we call SOGI data, on at least uh, three quarters of their patients increased from just 14.9% of centers back in 2016 to 53% of centers by 2019 centers were more likely to have reached this number in 2019 if they were in non-metro areas and if they were located in the southern or western parts of the U.S., um, which I think is, you know, a little counterintuitive, at least to me. I think we, you know, typically see um, more LGBTQ activism in urban areas. So the fact that there was better data coming out of non-metro areas was a surprise. Um, And also we know that there are um, a lot of uh, disparities facing LGBTQ people um, in the South, which tends to have less favorable Laws around our healthcare access and that kind of thing. Um, so, some surprising results in these trends here. While the results show that um, almost half of community centers were still lacking this critical SOGI data to learn more about improving care for LGBTQ patients, it also showed a lot of improvement over a pretty short three-year time period. And I think, you know, it doesn't take much to see how this story connects to our first story um, where, yes, this is great. This is big improvement um, to go from 15% to more than 50% in three years um, of these community health centers having LGBT data, but still a huge gap there, which is why we really need to be attacking this issue from from all angles and and increasing the, the information that we have on LGBT health as fast as we can. Next up, an intersectional analysis of LGBT mental health. LGBT health published a study that looked at national mental health data through an intersectionality lens that looked at sexual orientation, gender identity, and race and ethnicity. Among their findings were that, generally, people with multiple forms of marginalization with respect to these identities had the highest levels of frequent mental health distress. The authors of the study suggest that this approach to analyzing data with an intersectional lens holds promise for better understanding the nuances of LGBT health. Now on to our next story, getting ready for the U.S. Trans Survey. The 2022 U.S. Trans Survey launched a pledge feature that allows folks to sign up in advance to take the study once it is publicly available. The 2015 version of the study was the largest ever of U.S. trans people with 28,000 participants. And I can say that as someone who likes to do research and re-research, this was a total goldmine of information um, for us that we're generally lacking. Um, as covered in previous roundups, this new iteration of this survey has been um, delayed for a few reasons, including with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic, but it's almost ready to go. If you haven't checked out previous versions of the survey, this covers a huge range of topics, including, of course, health, but also looking at issues like safety, discrimination, overall well-being, employment, all sorts of really interesting and important topics for our communities. So um, again, the the survey will be launching soon and folks um, can go to this launch page uh, to basically sign up in advance to say that you're going to participate. Now our next story, expanding gender-affirming care. Transgender Health published a study looking at how to use a grassroots approach to improve gender-affirming care in areas where such services are lacking and where there is not targeted funding or explicitly trained um, healthcare providers to help fill the gap on their own. The authors share their experiences with expanding care in this manner, which involved more than a 600% increase in patient visits over an approximately four-year period. The authors also discuss the importance of building local partnerships if you're going to take this approach. And now for our final piece of the week— Recognizing National Native HIV-AIDS Awareness Day HIV.gov recognized March 20th as National Native HIV-AIDS Awareness Day, including by sharing resources, videos, and toolkits designed to address HIV issues among indigenous communities in the U.S. These resources include a guide to improving access to PrEP among Native American communities, which could benefit LGBT people at risk for HIV infection, and a series of fact sheets that shine light onto the current situation. For example, data show that more than half of new infections among American Indian and Alaska Native populations occurred in sexual minority men, a population that saw a 58% increase between 2012 and 2016. Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT wellness roundup. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you're not already so that you don't miss those upcoming uh, special editions of our podcast that we will have focused on the All of Us initiative. And if you want to learn more about that in the meantime, you can go to joinallofus.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in next week for another edition.